Hello and welcome to today's edition of Chapter by Chapter for Dune. I am your host, Will Callum. With me is my good friend and co-host, Steve. I like to be referred to as Baron Steve. Baron Steve. Baron Steve, how are you doing today, bud? Uh, I'm okay. You're okay? I mean, it's snowy out. I know you and I both would rather be on a place with a lot of sand, maybe some worms. I'd rather it be sandy out. It's yeah. really snowy out. We're in it. Winter is here. Winter has arrived. But we're going to replace winter with just sand. Just sand. Just sand. Sand. Some miles. Falling sand. from the sand. sky. Sand. 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 It's, uh, it's going to be uh, Darude Sandstorm, baby. I'm sure we made that joke already. If we haven't already, that's... That's bad. And on once us. this podcast has been running for several years, or even uh, once we, if we make it to five, ten years, certain jokes and references like Darude will have come up so many times. <laughs> yeah, it's a ridiculous so amount of times. times. Listen, I'm not rewriting my references at this point. You know, absolutely. I've not. been referencing Darude for like thirty years. Not about to change. <laughs> well, like think about uh, uh, bread and cheese. For Wheel of Time. Like, that, that is a staple reference right there. We're just going to be keep milking bread and cheese for whatever it's got. That's different, though. I, I, th- I think here we're just going to be milking Darude Sandstorm for that for that reference. Or, uh... Listen, I'll milk, I, a, worm. I'll milk a worm. Milk a I'll worm, milk baby. I'll milk a big old sandworm and I'll get right in his udders or there in their udders. Ooh, and I'll give him uh-huh. a. Ee-oo, 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 ee-oo. That is both impressive and disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what else was impressive and disgusting? Today's chapter, chapter eight of Dune, which I've titled "Sand." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, have you have you not already titled chapter "Sand" already? Don't t- talk to me. <laughs> All right. Listen, All right. you handle, you do your side. You do the editing. And then, and then I, I come up I, with uh, the chapter names. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I'll do my job. I'll stay where I'm at. You do what you, ha- you do what you're good at. Yes. Chapter eight. So let's get into it before we start diving into all the, what'd you say? Disgusting and impressive. Because <laughs> this yeah. is the, you're, that is so not the right descriptor for this chapter. It's two people in a room. <laughs> Listen, it's up to per, it's a personal take, and I don't take kindly to you overriding my opinion like that. All right. Well, okay. <laughs> Guess what? You you know what? You are right. It is two fucking people in a room again. It's too fucking. Chapter eight. It's just think, two people in a fucking room talking again. Yeah. About water. About sand. Yep. About worms. It's kind of like what we do every fucking day. <laughs> yeah. It really is. Yeah. All right. I'm going to read this chapter introduction. And it's not nearly the doozy that you had to deal with the other day. <clears throat> Yui, Yui, Yui goes the refrain, a million deaths were not enough for Yui. From A Child's History of Muad'Dib by the Princess Irulan. I didn't stutter once. That's all it is. That's all it is, baby. (laughs) 
That's, you can make like a fun song out of that. You can make a hook. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Way, you, you way, you way. Goes over. You can just switch it to Louie. To Louie Louie. <laughs> oh. Yui You know what? That's a challenge you for ourselves. We should uh, re-record Louie uh, Louie into Yui Yui. Yeah, with only oh, drums. We're both drummers, by the way, people. So when we, so we do covers of things that are just all drums. Yeah. So you're you're just gonna have to think of the lyrics in your head and just figure out where you're gonna fit in there. I'll scream. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you gotta think of the guitar in your head. Ah, uh, that's that's the tough part. Yeah. You know what? But that's um that's the beauty of music, man. It's that's the beauty of our music. It's interactive <laughs> <laughs> and challenging all yeah. at the same time. Just right. like today's chapter. Interactive Just like to- and challenging. <laughs> so, yeah, let's get into it. And like we said, uh, not a lot happens in this chapter. This is two people talking in a room. And we've been through this uh, a couple of times throughout this book. Um, throughout the, everything we've read, a lot of these chapters, I think all of these chapters, are two people in a room talking. When it's not two people, it's three people. Or if the chapter... Or sometimes we have a chapter where it's two people and then a person leaves and the second person comes in and it's still two people talking. Yeah, and then that person leaves and another person comes in too because all those people were dads. <laughs> Hello, I'm your And everyone's always figure. like uh everyone's like just like side sassing each other and like Yui or like at least Yui Yui's like fucking just like whatever you're doing, Yui, just do it at this point, okay? Just betray everyone already. <laughs> Yeah, he's uh, he's biding his time. Well, like a lot of this chapter really delves into the struggle that Yui is having uh, with his task given to him by the Harkonnens and him wanting to save his wife and his love for the Atreides because he does love this family. There's a line in this book, in this chapter, where he says, if it was if it was just possible to hate them instead of love them and he just can't, which makes this whole thing that he has to accomplish that much harder for him and to be honest yeah, there's like, a I few times where he says guy. that to himself where he's like oh, i wish i didn't have to do it but i have to do it oh i yeah. love him eh. i wish i didn't have to do it shut up it's interesting because i think it's uh re- referenced in this chapter that he's not actually sure if his wife is alive or not the harkonnens have just promised her back to him but he might not she might not she's be dead. alive I hope she's she dead. Hot be. take. I, yeah, because you never met her, and you're just like throwing nonsense up. He's doing all sorts of bad news. He is doing a bunch of bad news, and knowing the Harkonnens, like that would definitely be like their devious ploy that they would do. That's that is right up a Harkonnen alley, doing that shady business. Yeah, Baron will start flying around, all fat, shooting lasers <laughs> at you. <laughs> That's, that's All right. Let's get into the play-by-play here. So, Je- chapter opens up with Jessica walking around the castle, and she runs into Yui staring out a window, looking kind of sad, kind of broody. So, kind of like I wish I didn't have to screw over these people, <laughs> but I do, <laughs> buddy, <laughs> buddy, do. Uh, and Jessica comes and joins them in the room. And uh, they have a little conver- uh, conversation. Yui was just uh, giving a lesson to Paul uh, about something, maybe about Arrakis, maybe about being a leader. I don't know. I don't know the exact. It was math. Like, yeah, the arithmetic. 
It was calculus. Because the 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 people in Dune are so smart, what do you think um, math looks like in in that time? Because like their minds are like well, you know, as it like is. my answer to most things. Well, the answer to the question you've asked me is sand. Sand. I think it baby. looks like sand. I think math looks like sand. I think that. <laughs> English <laughs> looks like sand. Science, <laughs> sand, it's all sand. Really interesting at the very beginning point of this chapter is when Jessica comes in when Jessica comes into the room to talk to Yui, Yui accidentally refers to Jessica in her refers to Jessica as Jessica, not Lady Jessica. Accidentally loses the formality in He calls her Jessie. He's like, "Hey Jessie, what's up?" Hey Jess. I mean, hey. Hey Jess. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Hey Jess. Jess. Um, and it's interesting because it's almost like a it's it's purposely done so that when he because of Jessica's truth saying or truth sense the fact that she can tell if people are lying or not or the pa- people are believing the things that they say, mm-hmm. um, he's created a situation where if she suspects like any sort of weird behavior from him, it's gonna come back to the fact that he accidentally referred to her at uh, in the wrong context. You know what I mean? Maybe yeah. that's not the right way to say it, but I think it's a it's a little bit of like a ruse to to throw her off the scent a little a little bit so that they don't start thinking about him as somebody suspicious. He's being a sneaky snake. He's being a sneaky snake, and he's doing a little dance around. That everything in Dune is like 4D chess. Every conversation is like this weird maneuvering. It is super yeah. viscous, like thing like you you have to constantly it's be like a thinking, highland dance every conversation is like a highland dance fucking a. you know high knees I have... knees going high <laughs> right so high kicks. oh my god they're so high kicks uh and it's so difficult but that's why i love a lot of these conversations i never really get bored with them because there is a lot happening like there there isn't just words yeah there, i'm not bored there. but i'm like i'm ready for some fucking worm action or anything actually. yeah no but yeah i'm you know, with you I'm it's with a process you. we're getting there i think it's let me tell you man it's coming it's coming it's gonna be right in your face it's don't, gonna be a big old dangling worm don't say that <laughs> um while they're having this conversation uh they're looking out the window and they see something they 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 look out to the arakeen population that's uh that's up above or uh, below them and i don't know how many people are down there which are fremen i yeah yeah fremen the people of the grabbing sink and basin um so while they're having this conversation yui points out like we have like we have 20 palm trees date palm trees right in front of us and each one of these take a certain amount of water that like with all these date palm trees here, we could be we could be fueling water for tons of family, tons of families in Arakeen, and we're just not doing it. And it just presses down that importance once again of how fucking important water. water. Is. You know what I mean? I said importance twice, but whatever. But like it just it's driving it into you, like. Water is such a precious commodity. The people here. are thirsty. People are so thirsty. They're and there's not thirsty. much, and there's nothing that you can do. 
unless you're royalty, you're never going to have like an incredible amount of water just with you. You know, it's, it's always going to be a struggle. Jessica asks Paul or asks Yui, like, where is Paul, by the way? Like, is he, is he somewhere like around? And he's like, yeah, he's, he's in the other room. He's taking a nap. Uh, I gave him a sedative. And I thought that was interesting. Like this guy's yeah, teacher <laughs> just, just was done. And uh, so I drugged him and uh, yeah, it's nap, nap time. <laughs> he's just taking a nap. It's fine. It's nap time. It's normal. It's nap time, baby. Yeah. You're done. Your uh, sand arithmetic. <laughs> Take this pill. Yep. Time to go to sleep. Um, before they start talking about the Harkonnens and that little bit of relationship, then we'll get into our deep dive a little bit of Dune history because I feel like I have to do it in every single episode. I have to Dune it. We're talking a little bit about the geology and water resources on Dune and how different areas around Dune seem to have water, but when they go try to mine it or like uh, uh, put in a well or whatever they need to do to resource the resource the water no water it dries up no water so jessica's theory comes down to to the belief that there is something on the planet that is plugging uh these water deposits around the planet Mm, but more like water perhaps a worm maybe a worm that's my go-to yes uh but how they do it not exactly Sure. And that's and that's what leads into the conversation about the Harkonnens is because Jessica is talking to when Jessica's talking to Yui, she's like, there's tons of information that the Harkonnens must have uh, hidden from us here. And so that we so that we don't grab like some uh, some sort of great foothold over the planet with uh, knowledge where we're they put us at a disadvantage. So we're going to have to seek it and find that out. And as they're talking about the Harkonnens. Jessica notices that Yui uses the name with much disdain, almost with almost as much disdain as the Duke Leto, if not more. Like it's more personal to him, but he can't show her this. He can't because otherwise it would create some sort of it would create suspicion that he doesn't want. He doesn't need in his life right now. He needs to complete this mission. Yeah, clear communication would would uh would yeah would really just would really just bog everything up wouldn't it yep <laughs> i mean why doesn't he why doesn't he just go like because a lot of times in these stories you know if there was just clear communication nothing would happen there'd be no story yeah there'd be no dune you kind of have to like surrender logic even though in stories where there's a lot of logic and a lot of um science taking place but i mean case by case but definitely yeah sometimes yeah but here's the thing though like people are illogical we are logic we're illogical creatures we make dumb decisions all the time we ever and yui i think is making don't we you know all the time like decide to record a podcast about every chapter of a book every day for months on end until every day until we're done forever Uh, oh boy yeah look at what we got ourselves into one day (coughs) steve you and i are going to be doing this full time and we're just gonna fucking hate each other it's gonna be good it sounds good (laughs) it sounds great i can't wait yeah um so immediately jessica is like what are you 
what are you so like peeved about with the Harkonnens? What's your deal with the Harkonnens? And he reveals to Jessica in not so many words to lead her on suspicion, but he reveals to Jessica that Wana was murdered by the Harkonnens many years ago, even though he's trying to save her as it is right now um, to kind of, again, like throw her bone in the other direction to get her off the scent. So Wana is dead. Well, he says she's dead for the purpose of it, of this conversation to hide his true intentions in this conversation, but she could still be alive. But she's not really dead. She could still be alive, but that's what he's trying to figure out right now by betraying the by betraying the Atreides. But we don't know yet. Yep. Uh, it could go either way for that poor guy, and that leads into a good, a really interesting mention of a historic event in the Dune universe called the Battle of Corrin. And I spent just a few minutes just trying. Ah, to- yes, the Battle of Corn. <laughs> that is a battle that is in my hometown, <laughs> Bowmanville, Ontario. It's, uh, farmers of the south and the farmers of the okay. north battled over their their corn, duking it out, harvest over all the corn. Lasted for months. <laughs> it was a bloodbath. It is a it is an event that has shaped Bowmanville to this day. There are many people that still don't talk to each other. There is there is a South Side grocery store. There's a North Side grocery. I'm digging myself a hole here. Um. <laughs> it's tough, you know. It's tough. I just stopped buying corn. <laughs> That's a classic Steve move. Like I'm not on any side, man. I'm just here to have a good time. But so this is the Corin, or is it corn? Uh, Corin. C O R R I N. So, all right. Corin is um is a planet, I believe. Uh, but the battle doesn't seem to take place on Corrin. Maybe Corrin is a uh, uh, a galaxy or like a solar system or something like that. Um, but during the battle, uh, according to the Expanded Universe and the Dune Encyclopedia, I kind of amalgamated both sources to kind of make sense because the Dune Wikipedia... Um, where I was trying to get this information. Some of it is so poorly written that I just, I had no idea what was going on. So I'm going to do my best here. I'm probably going to get something wrong, but please forgive me. So during the battle of Corin, which happened 10,000 years ago, it's happened right after the end, right before the end of the Butlerian Jihad or Jihad. And it's kind of the event that ended all uh, thinking machines in the galaxy that killed the rest of the thinking machines. And it's a battle between the, the noble, the league, the league of noble houses, I think it's called like the lands rad is what we call it now. And, uh, the army of thinking machines on this planet called Omnis, Omnius, something like that. And during the Omnibus. battle, during the battle, um, the Harkonnens and Atreides were actually on the same side. All of human, all of the human race was on the same side against the thinking machines. But there was an event that happens that I'm not exactly sure how it occurs, but an event happens that causes the Harkonnens, uh, specifically a man named Abelard, Abelard Harkonnen, to um, disobey direct orders and actually... Uh, disable a uh, disable weaponry for an entire fleet of ships during the battle and that and because of that the leader uh the commander of the battle for the human side uh, an atreides man 
banished, like banished or uh, stated canly or something like that. It's it. It's not exactly clear to me, and I'm sure somebody can correct me mm. on the interwebs out there to say what it is. Does it give me the cliff's notes? But it's something about th- that interaction and what that Harko- Harkonnen did uh, during the during the battle that just ended their relationship on friend uh, ended their relationship as friends or even as allies. But we don't and know what they did. Uh, it has to do with during the battle, the Harkonnens dis- disobeyed direct orders and and disabled weaponry that was vital for the battle. The humans still won. But that Harkonnen kind of fucked everybody over a little bit. And because of that, the Atreides will never forgive them. And Harkonnens will always hate the Atreides for banishing or doing something to that Harkonnen that that disobeyed. But is that guy long dead? This is 10,000 years ago, man. Like, they're they're long dead. 10,000 years? 10,000 years. It's still going on. it It is baked into their system. So, like, there is... With a a few going on that long, there's nothing you can do, like to to change it. Like that is that is just. Not only does it start there, I guarantee you, there are probably hundreds, if not thousands, of different events of Harkonnens and Trades fucking each other, fucking each other over, nonstop, left, right, and center. Ba 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 ba. And that wraps up that little conversation about the Harkonnens. Finally, there's a little one last bit about. The, the relationship between uh, the Duke Let, uh, Leto and Lady Jessica and the reason why they don't oh, yeah. get married. And the reason is... Yeah, it really sounds like she wants to get married, though. Oh, yeah. I definitely think she does. But because the aspects of her position as a Bene Gesserit, which is also kind of like a, an advisor to the Duke, mm-hmm. um, and the fact that they explained it in this chapter that having the duke remain unmarried opens up the opportunity to create alliances with other houses through marriage even though it's probably not going to happen the opportunity is still there they could always you know yeah could be a pipe dream that'll allow someone to make a decision in their favor and i don't think it's actually uncommon for um dukes and barons and and leaders of their house of houses in this series to have both a uh uh a lover and a wife you know to have kind of both at the same time yeah like, i mean i wouldn't put it past dune yeah yeah and well on top of it like because the Bene Gesserit are in charge of the breeding program, like I think the Bene Gesserit have to be involved with these relationships to ensure that certain bloodlines are not being meddled with. So they have to insert the, themselves into these situations, which is both awkward and, you know, kind of, kind of sexy. Oh, all right. A little bit little bit but that's (laughs) (laughs) but that's uh that's pretty much everything that i wanted to talk about today uh what what are your questions steve like i'm trying to keep these episodes shorter because as i'm editing it i'm realizing that it's taking me like an hour and a half to two hours to edit every single episode so tell me if you have any questions oh if i have questions i'll speak up i've got so much do knowledge ready to ready to go not accurate do knowledge i'm not like an expert 
I'm, I've, I've said it plenty of times here. Not an expert. He's a lover. But I'm a lover. Not an expert. <laughs> That's it. And, and you know, at this point, the, uh, this chapter eight, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting it. I'm, I've got a grasp of at least of what's going on right now. Yep. So, uh, but, but like I said, I'm ready to shake things up a little bit. So I hope the next, uh, I hope tomorrow is not more talking. Just like, yeah, you, let's hope so. You know, maybe a little bit of talking, maybe a little bit of walking, maybe a little bit of Christopher walking. Whoa. All right. Whoa. Well, with that, I think it is time to say goodbye. And everyone, hey, for today, you're going to go out there and you're going to do your best. Right? Oh. That's right. Thank you, William. We have been chapter by chapter. <laughs> Want to say that with a little more pep? <laughs> I don't even know why I said that. <laughs> Oh, God. (laughs) All right. Well, that's it for today. We'll see you all tomorrow for Chapter 9 of Dune. That was a really, I really punctuated that one. That one shot out of me.